And what I think really differentiates us as an agency is that we consider ourselves to be what we call center-brained, which means we are really inspired by creative, but truly driven by data. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Laurel Mintz of Elevate My Brand. Laurel, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, super excited to have you on. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Laurel so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Laurel is the CEO and founder of the award-winning marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. Laurel has created an agency family serving both startups and blue-chip global brands like Facebook, Verizon Digital Media Group, Paw Patrol, and Zendesk. Laurel's favorite saying is F-I-O-G-I-D, figure it out, get it done. And that's exactly what brought the agency top talent and accolades since 2009. Laurel, super excited to have you on the show. I think you said this is episode like number 3000 that you've been on podcast. So you're doing so many <laughs> awesome things. Everybody's clamoring to speak with you. So are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I was born ready. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. <laughs> So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So my CEO story is kind of interesting. I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. So I went to law school, hated it, ended up going and getting my MBA at the same time. I still went and passed the bar. And you know, when you're a Jewish girl growing up in LA, you're a doctor or a lawyer. Those are really your only two options. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, was going, I was practicing and my dad got sick. He's healthy now. So it's a story with a happy ending. But basically at 26, I had to step in and run his company, which was the West Coast uh, company for this large organization called Bassett Furniture. So at 26, I had a staff of 60. I was doing all the marketing, merchandising, buying, training, sales. I was the youngest person in the company, not to mention the youngest woman. And I had total imposter syndrome. I did not know what the heck I was doing, but I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, when... Yeah, when he stepped back in, I went out and started the the agency because I knew that that was definitely not my world and neither was being a lawyer. So um, now 13 years and over 250 brands later. Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate you sharing that and, and kind of hearing it sounds like where the seeds of the FI. Oh, GID was planning to make sure I get that right. It sounded like when, you know, you were kind of thrown into those opportunities, you kind of just took the bull by the rain, so to speak, and, and decided that you could make a way sometimes out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. And luckily, you know, the the team that I was running, they knew that I wasn't trying to come in and be some like hot shit kid, right? I was right. there to make sure that my family could survive and um, and make sure the business could survive during that really challenging time. So for that, I was really grateful. But it was certainly school of hard knocks thrown to the fire. Uh, but I do think it's what has allowed me to pivot quickly, really be a, a problem solving solution-oriented leader. And I think my team really appreciates that. Yeah, I imagine and probably the brands that you represent as well, too, because I think especially like during these times, there's so many pivots and changes and so much kind of uncertainty about like what tomorrow brings. I feel like you have to have a lot of those integral skills in order to succeed in the future. And of course, like sometimes reinvent yourself in order for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. 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 So I know you touched a little bit upon, you know, where you landed and, and how you work with your clients. Could you drill down a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more on how you work with your clients through Elevate My Brand. 
Sure. So Elevate is what we call a full service marketing agency. So that means we do the full digital suite, web, content, social, advertising, creative, basically all of the ways that a brand would talk to their customers online. And then we also do the full experiential suite, although that's been rather quiet lately, but we're starting to see that pick back up. So that's um, launch events, trade shows, conferences, national field marketing. And what I think really differentiates us as an agency is that we consider ourselves to be what we call center-brained, which means we are really inspired by creative, but truly driven by data. Nice. I I love that. And especially that secret sauce and being able to kind of understand this is what kind of sets you apart, because I almost feel like and I don't know if you would feel the same way that sometimes the most creativity and innovation comes from being able to kind of blend, you know, both sides of the coin in so many different ways. So it sounds like you um, and your agency have been able to kind of do that as well. Yeah, that's really part of our ethos as a brand is um, making sure that we have those creative juices. And, and honestly, it's a combination of my loves, right? My passion. So I have that very analytical, very lawyer-like brain. And then I have the MBA side, which is more of that problem-solving creative. Uh, and it was an MBA with an emphasis in marketing. So I already had that kind of creative mindset and I'm a Gemini on top of it. So for me, I needed both of those pieces. And that's really what gets me out of bed every day. I love the work that we do. Nice. I absolutely love that. And as a fellow Gemini, it's always Gemini season. Oh, so I hey. definitely want to echo that. Yes, yes <laughs> and we are very creative. We are able to meld both of those sides. So I absolutely love how that's, you know, taking root in, in your company. And uh, do, you, in a, do you feel like a lot of that ability to balance that side has also helped you with being able to kind of come up with those solutions for your clients as well? Definitely. I I think that, you know, we'll come up with a concept, but we also want to make sure that it actually has legs, right? You can make things beautiful and interesting and dynamic visually, but if it doesn't actually move the needle for the client, then it's just a pretty picture. And I think gone are those days where marketing can just be things being beautiful, right? We need to make sure that it lands on different channels of the, the messaging, the positioning, the targeting is all proper on the right digital and offline channels for the client. So I definitely think that that duality of um, kind of thought process and the team that I have also has that in their nature as well. It's really important when we hire. So yeah, I think it's absolutely been integral to the success of the agency. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. And I think, as you said, like so many times, I guess, I don't want to call it shiny object syndrome, but it kind of can sometimes feel that way because it looks really good. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And it looks really good and it looks really great. But I think really drilling down and understanding like, okay, this is the strategy. This is why you're doing it. This is what the goal is, is, you know, hoping to be and being able to kind of meld those things together for a client is absolutely huge. Yeah. Also making sure that that you're on the same page, right? That's a big Mm -hmm. issue with a lot of service-based businesses is Everyone gets really excited in the beginning and then you start to execute and things kind of fall off the rails, right? Um, So making sure that everyone agrees what success really looks like, what you're tracking to ensure success so that when a client comes back and they say, well, I didn't like X, Y, and Z, or this didn't land. And you're like, well, actually it did because here's the metrics that show. So while you may think and feel something, I always say like, I don't really care what your thoughts are. I don't really, I mean, I don't really care what your feelings are, right? Feelings don't really matter to me. They do, of course, but I like to back it up with data. So show me the proof that something didn't did or didn't work. And we can go from a, we can start the conversation from there. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's one of the big advantages of, uh, you know, digital marketing is that you totally. do have that data to kind of lean on to say, this is what success looks like, and then be able to kind of, you know, steer the ship towards that. I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Uh, first of all, those are my two favorite words on the planet. Honestly, <laughs> I love those words. So 
I think, you know, I'm in business development all day, every day. Like while I am certainly running the team and running the clients and all of that, my major CEO hat is running the top line revenue of the business. Um, so for me, that's all straight up business development, which is relationship building. So it's from the, the best hack I can actually offer. And I do, I speak a ton on this topic as well, is what we call orbiting the universe. And so what it looks like is you come across someone who you think you can help or who can help you or who might be a client, right, in your day-to-day life. You always have that one experience with them, like that phone call, that Zoom meeting, that uh, IRL experience, cocktails, whatever. And then things kind of fall apart, right? You like never see that person again. And then three or eight months later, you're like, you see them at an event. You're like, oh, I should have really followed up with you. Follow-up is the most important thing to success for, I think, any company. So what we do or what I do is I orbit the universe. So as soon as I have that first meeting, I will schedule within that meeting, the next touch point. I don't care if it's two months out, six months out, whatever that is. Even if you have to move it because some schedules get messed up, you at least always have a touch point with that person. So you can check in and continue to orbit each other until you can support each other, whatever that, uh, what that means for that relationship. Nice. I, I love that. I love the practicality of that because I think so many times for one, you know, having biz dev, dev and understanding how important that is, is integral to like every business and making sure that you are paying attention to that to make sure you, you are able to stay in business and continue to kind of serve the clients that you work with. But I think having that actionable way that you can build those relationships is huge because like you said, sometimes we try to get that first um, kind of conversation. And that isn't necessarily what builds that relationship. It's kind of the consistency of the following up of checking in and understanding what somebody's going through, what they're looking for, just all of those questions that we can ask as we're co- constantly orbiting uh, their universe and our universe as well, it sounds like. Yeah, it's about it's about building relationships. And I do think that that's one of my true gifts is being able to understand people's pain points, but relate to them on a human level. At the end of the day, like, People want to work with people that they like and that can deliver, but both are, I think, almost equally as important, right? You want to work with people that you really appreciate and who understand you and who know when you're going through something and they need a little extra support and love and things like that. So, you know, we're a small team and we only take on a certain number of clients every year for that very reason so that we can be really integrated and all and almost very much family-like with our clients. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and you know, there's the saying of of going, you know, deep instead of going wide and being yeah. able to kind of deepen those relationships, deepen those connections. I imagine deepen those results as well, too, when you are able to really understand what I like to call the human aspect of business and of life that we often can sometimes zoom over because we're going from this thing to that thing. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So the thing, so I do a lot of coaching and mentoring. I sit on the board for a network for teaching entrepreneurship because I think that these conversations are so important. And I really wish that I had someone that could tell me those words of wisdom, you know, to my 22, 26 year old self. I I tell them everyone's fucking faking it. Everyone. Mm -hmm. So don't let anyone intimidate you. They don't know. They haven't had it figured out much longer than you have. And they might not even have it figured out. They're just better faking it. So don't let anyone (laughs) intimidate you. I don't care what kind of room you're in. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I love that that the word that you said, you know, earlier when we were speaking that imposter syndrome, because I think Mm -hmm. so many times when we feel like we're faking it or or know that sometimes we don't have it all together, we feel like we're the only one. And we feel like we're the only one that has imposter syndrome, the only one who doesn't have it all figured out. But I love that because it it starts to realize you start to realize that the people that succeed are those people that understand that maybe they don't have it all together, but they just take one step in front of the other and continue to kind of do that on a regular basis. They get knocked down, but they continue to kind of get back up. 
Well, also that that vulnerability and that transparency, honestly, is so critical to that human experience. And I think it really helps you connect both with your team, with your clients, with the, just the universe as a whole. And I'm getting a little woo, but um, when I got to a point where I could say, I don't know something or I'm scared or, uh, you know, that that level of vulnerability, I think, is really quite beautiful. And that was that's been the hardest thing for me as a CEO, because I'm I in your mind, you think a CEO has to be this badass boss bitch, you know, mm-hmm. and that's actually not well as well received as that vulnerability human element. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it, and, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it sounds like it provides that, that connection piece. Because I think once we realize that we don't have it all figured out, when we raise our hand and say that we are nervous, we are scared, we don't know if we, you know, we're going to, you know, be able to accomplish this, that, or the third, we start to realize that other people have those same fears and it starts to kind of connect you because we start to realize the human aspect of all of us. Absolutely. And also, you know, for me and for a lot of CEOs, I think the fear actually drives you, right? So the fear of failure, the fear of, not um, delivering on time, the fear of all these things, you take that fear. And for me, it, it actually empowers me and makes me run faster. So mm. it's not always the healthiest. I, I think that there's a balance right in the fear factor, but there is a moment uh, or there is a need for that, at least for me. And it helps to drive me to be a better business leader and, a, and, and better for my team and better for my family. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Laura, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO means standing for something and showing up for your team, for your clients and for your community. Mm, I absolutely love that, especially that standing up for something, because I think so many times we forget that what we're doing is an extension of a lot of times our beliefs, our values, the things and how we even see the world. So I love that you said standing for something and how that extends it to the people that are around us. Well, I, you know, early in my career, I always had a really diverse team and I never thought really thought about it. And in the last few years, obviously, that conversation has become so much more important. And I realized that it was actually a core value that I didn't even realize was a part of the agency. And now we really do stand for that. So standing up for my community, making sure that like even during the pandemic, when people couldn't afford some of our services, we would offer them for free in um, exchange for them paying it forward to a nonprofit of you know three nonprofits that we picked. So just making sure that we are connecting all those dots in that human element and doing what's right for for the world, really. And again, I know it's kind of woo, but I really do feel like we are all cosmically connected and we're all energy. And it's my duty to uh, to show up and be the best version of myself, as you said, and um, and stand for something really honest and true. And I'm really honored to say that we have a team that really believes that as well. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I appreciate you so much in sharing that, of course, in doing that, especially during the pandemic, um, because I think so many times, you know, as Gandhi said, be the change you hope to see in the world. And I think sometimes we forget how we can creatively do that. So I love that example that you gave about understanding that, hey, not only can we help out these organizations, but we can also help out these nonprofit organizations at the same time and thinking creatively on how to do that. And I think so many times we can think that, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that to be able to give and make that impact. But really, if we think creatively, we can truly make that that ding in the universe, so to speak. So Laurel, truly appreciate that definition. I, of course, appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to be able to have these really um, enlightening conversations. And you ask really good questions. And I've been on a lot of these, so I appreciate that. Uh, If you want to get in touch, uh, we're at elevatemybrand.com, of course, on all the social channels. I always put my personal email out there for anyone that wants 
needs mentorship or wants to understand what this world looks like, laurel at elevatemybrand.com. I always make time for anyone who is in need on any level. Nice. I absolutely love that. And we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well so that everybody can follow up with you. Thank you, of course, for doing that, for giving to us today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.